0: For joining us, I'm Paul Wilson, and I'm Chris Hemke, and this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, we got a great show lined up. We're going to be diving into the lift pump 101. Everything you need to know if you're you're brand new to lift pumps.
1: Yeah, I think uh, this is an interesting one, Paul, because I think you know we've talked about lift pumps a little bit in the past, and we've we've had this like era of truck where there are a lot of value in lift pumps. Some trucks have them, some trucks don't from the factory. Nowadays, you have trucks that come from the factory with and now you're seeing some cool components that are on the market to help with better filtration utilizing the existing lift pumps on the truck so i'm really excited about today
0: yeah i also i'd love talking about like different reasons of why lift pumps exist because it's not just one thing of like oh no this is what it does it's not a cold air intake right where it's this does one thing and one thing only uh before we dive into it going to give a shout out to our sponsors xdp or one-stop shop for diesel performance uh they got what you need they you need what they got uh check them out they have every part you could imagine for your vehicle.
1: Yeah. Every man, filters and fluids alone. Like you could literally <laughs> just go on their website, order everything you need in in hopes of or planning to do a vehicle service. Yeah. You know, 100%. Exergy performance, one-stop shop for anything common rail fuel injection wise. So CP3s injectors, performance or stock replacements, lines, rails, relief valves, you name it, they have you covered.
0: That's right. WC Fab, uh, they're the best in fabrication. If you're looking for Y bridges, intakes, uh, if you're looking for coal, I'm sorry, uh, charged air pipes. If you're looking for just some bling, some really fancy powder coating on anything under the hood, you're going to talk to WC Fab, and you're going to be ecstatic with what you got.
1: Paul, speaking of WC Fab, did you see their 49 state Y bridge kits that they now have available?
0: I did. I did. So this is a pretty cool design. Can you tell people about this a little bit? Yeah.
1: So in the past, right, uh, the the Wybridge kits that were available were a one piece and then they would mate to a a silicone hose that went into an intercooler pipe to the passenger side of the intercooler. Um, It would do away with the throttle valve that you would utilize for the EGR. So it would require you to remove some components on some trucks. So now they have it set up where it's going to gain the benefit of airflow, Right, you're gonna gain the uh a limit um the weak link of the two piece Y bridge where you see like the, the y bridgers an O-ring that seal the two pieces together. They tend to blow out for an O-1 to 10 Duramax. This is a welded one-piece, so you have nothing to worry about there. And you still get to utilize the throttle valve for the EGR in the event that you're in a state where you have to keep emissions on the truck.
0: Yeah, man, super cool. Love to see that they're developing new products to meet the standards. Not right? only that,
1: but still gain the performance and and have and maintain that, you know, uh, you know that, that know-how of what, you know, WCFab has been known for.
0: That's it, man. Absolutely. Uh, last but not least, calibrated power, home of Duramax Tuner. Chris, we are ramping up. I'll announce it here first. Uh, we're going to have a big sale in March. It's our yep. spring super sale. I'm extremely excited for it. I'm not going to release any details on what's involved in the sale, but I will say tuning turbos, transmissions, all on the list.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then we also just uh, recently released our Raptor turbos, our Tomahawks.
0: Tomahawk turbos, yeah. Uh, this. Or
1: 3.5 EcoBoost, I should yes, say. Yes,
0: yes. This is going to come out the day after we go live with product yep. launch so yes absolutely if you're listening to this now you can jump on to dermax check out the 3.5 liter eco tomahawk twin turbo kit is a really really that's cool that's like total
1: radio voice right there. <laughs> tomahawk
0: <laughs> i've been practicing a little bit um no the, these are these are these are absolutely dope drop-in turbos for the for the 3.5 liter eco boost 17 and up models um God, what can I say about them, 46 millimeter uh, inducer on the compressor side, Inconel turbines that are larger than factory. They rip, they, they see more CFM, they see more mass airflow, they make more boost. they make more power. They're set up to match. Uh, you can actually put on either the stock intake pipes yep. or we, we provide a boot and we recommend that you run them with a larger uh, intake pipe there. So so, yeah, man, these things are, are ready to go. They're also extremely competitively priced. So, if you're going to jump on it, if you've been shopping around for your EcoBoost turbo upgrade, uh, this yep. is it, man. This is going to hit the mark for sure.
1: What's nice with the rest of the Stealth line is this is something you can grow into, right? Like, the turbochargers are capable of, let's say, 650 wheel, maybe 700, depending on the supporting mods. Yep. But to the guy who needs a replacement set of turbochargers or wants to grow into them, this is going to be an option where you can put them on a stock truck with minimal upgrades, Yeah. have the co- you know, coordinated tuning to go with it. And grow into them, you know, as time 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 allows.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, diving into lift pumps, uh, I always kind of wonder where to start on these. About how basic we should do. Just real quick, a lift pump. If you don't know, if you're hearing us talk about a lift pump, you've probably seen them on trucks and maybe not noticed. If you don't know what they are, uh, they they generally sit down on the frame rail, so they will look like they're under the the gas fill neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit forward, a little bit behind. Nowadays, guys have better kits to kind of tuck them up under the truck, so you don't see them as much. I mean, I but, think, but they're still out there. A lot of them you can still see hanging. Yeah,
1: I think there's a lot of different variations of lift pumps these days. Yep, so that's true. I say let's get into the roots. You the know, roots. the bare the the originals. Right? I would say, when someone tells me or asks me about a lift pump, the first things I think of is Fast and Air Dog. Yep. those uh, those are like the og design you have a pump a brushless pump uh it sits on a on a plenum or on a base and then you have a water separator and a fuel filter that screw into the bottom of the base and that's essentially where all the magic happens fuel flows through that the pump pushes the fuel from that base to the injector pump
0: on the truck yeah so okay. it goes in between your fuel tank and your yep. uh high pressure fuel pump and and it sucks fuel out of the tank, and it pushes fuel uh, at a higher rate and a steady rate up to your high-pressure fuel pump. Or and your for,
1: for or our whatever. references here, we're talking common rail stuff, because we could have a 6-liter guy where there isn't an injector pump or right. a 7.3, right? Like. The, the system is, is similar, but when we're referencing injector pumps, things like that, we're more or less, you know, re- referencing the, the newer era common rail fuel system. So Absolutely. a lot of uh, what's crazy is, is over the last 20 some years, you know, of, of common rail, there have been trucks that have very weak lift pumps, or some trucks that don't even have lift pumps.
0: Now, from the factory, if you're going to get a lift pump, it's almost always in the tank, isn't it?
1: It depends. You know, they're, uh, well, uh, in, in the common rail world, yes, they're yeah. usually going to be in the tank. I know the Fords are in the tank. Um, the Cummins, the 5.9 and the 6.7s are, are in the tank. Um, the Duramaxes and the L5P, right, your 17 yep. up, those are in the tank. Um, but like the 01 to 16 era, Duramaxes, they never had a supply pump, period, from yeah. the
0: factory. So, it was all on That was a gravity-fed vacuum-style
1: vacuum vacuum setup. So it created a little bit more of a workload on the injector pump itself. So um, some of the basics, right? Like, you know, kind of get into the fundamentals when we talk lift pumps. What's the value, right?
0: Well, Well, I think that that depends on the features a little bit. So you could get a lift pump without any filters that just strictly is a pump. You could? It's very rare. Just to be honest, like, I... I've never sold. I've sold one to one customer, uh, Preston Lorenz. I'll give a shout out when he had the, his very first fifteen uh, LML. Yep. I think we got he him did like, one of the, the drop in end yeah, ones. Yeah, in-line ones. But other than that, almost all of the lift pumps we're going to talk about today feature an air water separator, and yep. that that's really really important. It turns out if we could take oxygen out of fuel will burn fuel more efficiently. Mm-hmm. That's like the simplest way I could put it. But there is really cool science. AirDog has a killer video actually measuring the amount of oxygen that they pull yeah. out of fuel with the pump, which I always FAS, thought was very interesting.
1: SAS had something similar at uh, PRI last year. Yeah, um, UCC, year. too. They, they bring out their yep. clear tank.
0: Oh. Yeah, so that so, that's always awesome to see because they're clear tank. You can actually see churn. Yep. Uh, so you actually can see bubbles being created in the fuel because it's sloshing yep. around.
1: Now, with a lot of these trucks, the factory fuel filter has done a decent job, but you know, a lot of these lift pump companies, when you when you talk about the lift pump and the filter and water separator together, the claim to fame with a lot of these companies is you can you can swap out different micron filters. You could filter that fuel down a little bit more, or you could simply add a an additional filter in place because you could run the lift pump filter and tie it into the OEM filter right. before it goes into the high pressure system. And commonly, that's how we we generally set it up on the Duramaxes. If we can, we do. If, if we can. So, yeah. you know, that's interesting there. Now you see other companies like... Um, well, well, we'll talk about we'll talk about fleece. Okay, yeah. fleece offers this really cool drop-in style lift pump. You take out your factory sending unit and you drop in their sending unit, and they offer factory fitment lift pumps that can run through the factory fuel lines through the factory fuel filter and support upwards of eight hundred horsepower. That's and nasty. we're starting to see some of these more commonly used, especially in the Cummins, because the Cummins does have a, a factory uh, filtration system that. Is is pretty desirable, right? Yeah. It's probably the best of the three brands at this point in time. Right. Or, like let's say you have an L5P Duramax. L5Ps have a very impressive lift pump from the factory, but maybe someone's looking to improve on the filtration side of things. WC Fab just released a fuel filtration system that basically ties into where the factory fuel filter head sits underneath the truck
0: that's so nice but
1: you're gaining added fuel filtration so you're starting to see the technology adapt to the newer platforms because the lift pump aids a value to those older trucks that might not have had a durable, you know, fuel supply, yeah. right? Or they didn't have the filtration. Where on the newer trucks, you're starting to see the OEMs catching up and they're offering these badass supply systems, but the filtration can just be improved. Or easily, um, easier access to um, you know, basically servicing the filter.
0: Well, and I think you bring up uh two good Two good problems that lift pumps help solve, right? The number one thing that I think we we generally recommend lift pumps because we want to increase reliability. Right. So we want to give you better filtration. We want to get air and fuel out of our air and water out of your fuel. Yep. That's really, really good for your fuel system. That's really good for the combustion cycle. That's a really smart move. So so there's there's like the number one driver. The number two driver, and probably the more popular driver, is peak power. Oh yeah. So so like like you were mentioning oh one to ten really oh one to sixteen I'd say Duramaxes yeah. if you lean on them all the way so you you have a built trans file in it you got the two thirty tune in it yep. you're on the dyno you're running the thing under peak load you're or you're at the drag strip or whatever um, just leaning on it all the way the amount of fuel that we're demanding from your high pressure pump CP three or CP four is going to draw. More fuel than what the factory vacuum supply can There's actually give off. you. Yep. So you're going to end up choking it out. You'll end up like, uh, like think about like having a straw and a drink when it's all the way done and you can kind of hear it like yep. missing. Yep. Uh, that's exactly what will happen. And that's going to cause horrible things to happen. I mean, so you're going to make less power. You're going to make
1: less power. You could potentially hurt the CP3 pump. Yep. You could hurt the injectors. Yep. Right? There's just a lot of things there where, you know, I always try to say to guys, like, you know, what the lift pump cost is, it's kind of a cheap insurance. And the one the wide use of a lift pump in a sense, because if I'm, if I'm a tow guy, I'm driving cross country, lift pump's going to be a good value. If, if I'm looking to make, you know, uh, some good quarter mile times and I want to have some impressive times at the track that weekend, a lift pump is going to help you. If you're looking to achieve some impressive power, you know, north of 500 horsepower or more, the lift pump is a necessity, but even for the stock guy, Talking about that filtration side of things and that reliability side of things, that same lift pump has so many versatile options for. Do
0: you it. go to the same fuel pump every time? I don't.
1: I I'm not gonna lie. I try. Like I really, really try. Oh yeah. There's one station that's um, eh, a little out of the way, but it's in you know my errand running uh, route. Um, but they sell their diesel no bio.
0: Ooh. So it's straight
1: number two. Um,
0: That's almost unheard of is. by us. It That's is. That's very rare. Um,
1: and, and the prices are very fair. It's right over the Illinois-Wisconsin border. Yeah. Um, so I, I really try to fill up there as much as I can. Is that every time I fill up? Absolutely not. It's I'm, impossible. I'm
0: horrible about stopping yep. at the same same gas station. Even though like, I make the same drive every day, there's just whatever... Wherever the traffic is most convenient for me to jump into a station, that's where I'll go. Except there's two that I avoid because there's a BP that's out of the way. I think it's it's like privately owned and they have BP gas. But their pump says not sold by BP on the diesel, up to 20% biodiesel, which is the highest sticker I've ever seen anybody rated at. And just – it's a – it's sketchy i just i feel sketchy about it i don't like that it says not sold by bp even though it's a bp like fuel supply i'm like well then whose is it because it doesn't say sold by so-and-so it just says not sold by bp like this is not bp fuel and i'm like that just make that just doesn't make me feel right but but i'll tell you what i've seen guys with diesels pull up to that pump and put it in their truck and my head i'm always like man I really hope that guy has a lift pump. It it might not fix all the problems of running too much biodiesel through, which if you remember talking to guys with biodiesel, a lot of them swear – yeah,
1: but there's there's no there's not, not a, not a lot of, of regulation issues. there, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think back when I had first bought my 15 Ram. Now I came from always driving older vehicles, 10, 15 year old vehicles, always a couple hundred thousand miles on them. Never once had I ever ran into a gelling issue or water in the fuel issue. Like, knock on wood, I always had good luck. Yeah. Well, here I am. I buy this expensive, new, the newest truck I had ever purchased, right?
0: Is this the 15? This is the
1: 15. And we had a bad fuel, uh, a bad weather spell. It was cold. In three days in the same spot, the truck left me stranded. The truck gelled up, right? Well, I was getting fuel at the station routinely because it was on my way to work. And by the third day of having the truck towed back to the shop, we ended up dropping the tank. And the bottom of the tank was like super slushy. Well- Granted, that was a water scenario. Well, we pulled the filters, you know, cut the filters. It had a fast on it. And uh, you could tell, like, there were little particles and stuff like that that, thankfully, it never made its way into the high-pressure pump. But, you know, it's that lift pump did help and aid... The, the lifespan of that injector and of oh, that yeah. pump and, and oh, how that yeah. process worked. So, you know, when we talk about fuel, you know, contamination's one. Potentially water in the fuel could be one. It's It's one of those things where we see here in the Midwest as winter blend versus summer blend comes out that fuel's cut up, you know, yeah. to, to help uh, potentially risk, you know, the gelling to take place. Um Or you could have something like our general manager over here at Calibrated Power. His name's Jamie. Jamie's got an LML Duramax, has a lift pump on it. He had a similar issue recently.
0: Yeah. I was out at the campground, parked it for a night because, you know, hey, he's usually got a garage, but he didn't for the night. Came out, and it was was gelled. It was done. And now I will say this about lift pumps is when when you have your lift pump hanging down underneath the bed or even the ones that I've seen tucked up in it and you get into a situation, your lift pump could add – Extra exposure to gelling because there is fuel that's in those filters and and right there and if that filter's hanging down it's more exposed. There's less fuel there, so it gets colder quicker. It could gel faster. The smaller the amount of fuel, the faster it could gel. Um, so there is there is some problems with that. Now they sell pretty much everybody sells lift pump heaters. Yeah, I've never seen them solve the problem. Yeah, you know, I, I got a real problem with the lift pump heater. So you have what i was told years ago uh, at least the older designs was oh well you have to turn the key to the on position to get the heater to kick on which makes sense okay mm-hmm. like i get it um but it could take 10 to 15 minutes for the heater to warm up mm-hmm. to temp well if i leave my key on for 10 to 15 minutes i really hope that i plugged in my my charger but like, what
1: happens like, what happens in that 10 to 15 minutes like
0: it heats from the, the pump, per, from but the does perspective, it heat the tank or is heat it, the filter? Is like, it gonna, there's uh, the question. 10 or 15
1: minutes, you're not going to thaw out the whole system. No. Right? So, like, like Jamie's situation that he has going on, you know, he's sitting there, the short story the truck gelled up, it popped the fast fuse, right? The, the truck wouldn't start. And we're going back and forth and he's like, well, I'm running additive, I'm running this, I'm running that, you know, it's just, it's the lift pump, it's junk, you know, the additive doesn't work. And it's like, no, you ran, you you probably have fuel in the truck and you probably have that, that Emke slush experience that I had. So when you think about that and you look at the quality of the fuel, he doesn't get to choose where he got his fuel from. He doesn't get to choose, okay, I'm going to go to this station and test the fuel, right? Right. You don't have that. So when you have those types of situations in play, that lift pump is adding an insurance benefit to you because you know that the fuel that you might be putting into the truck is – questionable yeah right it's just it's that added added touch of hey you know what maybe I get a, a bad luck a bad strand of fuel but I know I have a water separator and a fuel filter in place to be able to get me from A to B and have that much more of a reliability in motion
0: well, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to hit on some of the troubleshooting because we do deal with with lift pump troubleshooting on a pretty regular basis um, most common symptoms of, of knowing that your lift pump has a problem weird noise. Yeah. Lift pumps traditionally are noisy. You, yeah. you generally, if you roll down your driver window, you can hear the lift yeah, pump. I running. mean, the
1: older pumps, especially, the yeah. newer pumps are a little quieter. They're definitely quieter. If you don't have them, you know, the, the pumps are designed to push, not pull, right? Yeah. So if you have a restrictive end coming out of the tank and it really has to suck, the pump's going to have a little weird noise or an outer noise to it than what would be desired. Um, but I'll tell you what, like, you listen to the pump kick on and. The first time you, you start the truck or you go to prime the system, it goes from a ree to a ru- you know, because it, it's flowing fuel. Okay? Right. It has time under tension in a sense. It's able to push that. Once you kind of hear that, like you kind of have that that sense in the back of your mind like, okay, this is normal. Anything yeah. outside of that, not normal.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, the other key for, for noise is no, no lift pump sound at all. So I go out yep. I start the truck. Uh you, you'll notice guys who have dealt with a lift pump problem, especially in the winter, roll down their window or crack the door open after mm-hmm. they start the truck just like, okay, can I hear it? Because mm-hmm. that's the only way. It's not like there's a light indicator yeah. inside the cab. You know, It's an aftermarket piece. Uh, so if it stops working, you may not know. Yeah. Uh, now, there are some brands that have a bypass valve. So if their pump stops working for yeah. any reason, uh, you'll still flow fuel. That, that's good and bad. One, it means if your lift pump fails for any reason, that won't be the reason your truck's not running. Right. um however it also means that like we've had a lot of guys come in and tell us that their lift pump works because they've never listened for the sound Mm -hmm. they've started it and drove it every day for months on end Mm -hmm. and never realized that their lift pump has failed and not been working at all or doing anything so there's some good and bad to the guys who offer that um but but it is sound is one of the big ones to be able to tell like that's your first check is my lift pump working
1: yeah. I think one of the things, too, <clears throat> I always tell guys, guys that have fast or have air dogs, there's an inline fuse going to the battery itself in the harness. Right. Always drive around with a couple extra 10 amps just to be on the safe side, or it's a 15 or a 10, whatever it is. Because yeah. if fuel starts to gel, it's going to pop that fuse if the pump overworks now- itself.
0: Now there's the inline fuse, and then there's also isn't there like an extra fuse, or you have to swap a fuse and install it in the there's, fuse panel. There's a
1: fuse in the fuse box, yeah. And depending on you know the the fuse T or whatever you want to refer right. to it as, that's going to back into depending on the year and the model of the vehicle. But they're all going to have a fuse that taps into the fuse box, and they're all going to have that inline fuse going okay. to the battery terminal.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, fuses. That's that's like you said, probably the number one point yeah. of failure that I've seen. Honestly, it's usually not the pump. I mean, they'll tell you it's a gear-driven pump that's designed to run forever. Yeah. And it literally is what it is. It's a yeah. gear-driven pump that is designed to run forever. So it's pretty rare to have issues. Some of the other issues I've had is I put a lift pump in, and now my truck has a lopid idle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any ideas on that one?
1: So usually when you have that type of issue going on, the the biggest thing that you can do is, is run a – Not necessarily have to run a log, but I would want to verify fuel pressure, and I'd like to compare actual versus desired. Usually what you see when that that lope comes into play, it's usually a fuel pressure spike, okay? Now, when you look at your desired, if your desired isn't doing that and it's just your actual doing that, that's usually a safe bet that it's not the tune that's in the truck, it's generally not um, anything that the truck is being told to do. It's usually the truck doing it, and it's generally due to the lift pump supplying just a hair too much pressure, causing the regulator on the back of the pump to push open.
0: Yeah, yeah. so it pushes it pushes through the regulator, I think is how I, yep. I usually phrase it. But yeah, absolutely. So there's some different solutions in there depending on what pump you have. I have had diagnostics from manufacturers say, okay, go in, pull this spring yep. out, cut this spring down. Put it back in. So, so actually having to, to run kind of modify my spring yep. to get my spring smaller so it worked
1: AirDog has like a set screw that you could back up yep. fast you would generally have to the clip it the one thing i want to point out though is there's generally like three types of pumps you could go with from a lot of the brands if we're talking like the fast in the AirDog era you have you know your 95 or 100 gallon per hour then you have like your 150 165 you know groups then you have like your 215 220 pumps you yeah. know i can't stress enough match the pump for what you're doing with the truck if you have a bone stock truck and you don't ever plan on doing anything, a 9,500-gallon per hour pump, awesome, ideal, run it. If you do plan on putting a tune on the truck and you do plan on maybe doing a trans and you do maybe plan on doing a turbo or more, the 165 all day long. That 165, I think, is a real good pump as a foundation for a stock truck to a wild truck.
0: Agreed. Right? Yeah. The
1: 220 stuff, guys, unless this is like a 1400 you know 1200 plus wheel horsepower race truck there's no reason to put a 220 on Chris, I vehicle. put
0: twins and and 50 horsepower injectors into my 06 Cummins I definitely need two 165s that um, solves the problem
1: now you've seen years ago in in this our in our original yeah. roots of getting into this there were guys that would have two lift pumps each lift pump being fed to a CP3 yeah. right the worst idea I have ever heard <laughs> of, right? It was it was a nightmare technically, right? Well um, troubleshooting
0: is, is yeah. pretty much out the window. Out the window. Yeah.
1: Out the window. So, you know, simplicity is, is is very important here. And the thing that a lot of guys didn't really think of at the time, when you have two pumps drawing Right? You have two pumps working. That allows the lift pump to work a little less aggressive on top of that. So, you know, you take a, I've seen 165 gallon per hour lift pumps with dual CP3 pumps, and that 165 lift pump will make 11, 1200 wheel horsepower. Easy. Right, yeah. where when you look at you know some of what the documentation from the manufacturers are is well you have to get into the 220 right which they're not wrong but it's based off of the setup of the truck right two pumps one pump what size injector what's the air what's are you going to be using it right exactly.
0: like like are you in a full blown competition vehicle? if you're in a full
1: blown competition truck let's crank up everything who cares how it drives there you go but when you're in a street truck a yeah. street manner truck that you want to be able to have the wife and kids in a truck that you want to still tow with a truck that you want to go on a Saturday night to dinner that's not the type of drivability that you would want and those aren't the type of parts that you'd
0: want to put on it agreed absolutely um prevention man i think the only thing you really do to take care of your pump is swap the filters yeah guys are generally really bad about filters yeah Um, just like in a normal sense, like either it's way too often, they're just pissing money away on, on replacing filters that were perfectly fine Mm -hmm. or, uh, they're me and they never do filters and (laughs) they wait until it's an actual problem and then they do it and their mechanic yells at them. Um, there's recommended. Guys... Do, you know, do you know what the the intervals that are recommended from like Fast <laughs> or AirDog are? Dude,
1: like uh, just had a customer not too long ago reach out on this, and nothing against you know any of the companies and the brands, but I'm gonna go off of my own personal philosophy here. Okay, yeah. um, Fass has something like twenty thousand mile intervals. Okay, for their filters. Um, call me old fashioned, but I think that's a little much. Uh, that that's just a little too many miles in between. <gasps> Now, maybe to the guy that's hot shot and he's putting 20,000 miles on a truck in three or four months. Maybe get away with it, right? Like respectfully. Yeah. Um, But for me, I've always lived in the world of my oil changes are done every forty-five hundred to five thousand miles, and my uh, my fuel filters are going to be replaced every other oil change. So you know, every ten k, I'm going to swap out the filters just because I don't care what the reminder on the truck says. I don't care about the (laughs) mileage intervals that the OEM manufacturer says. I don't care about what you know the manufacturer of the lift pump that I have on the truck says. That's just my peace of mind. That's how I've always practiced that and and not on wood. You know, I've always had good good luck with, you know, vehicles. Vehicles, for me, haven't really failed because of maintenance neglect. It's generally failed because I'm an idiot and beat the shit out of stuff. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So... But that's how I would generally. i believe that. that, you know, and then making sure one of the things that I started recently following a little bit more closely is understanding the micron fil- uh, filter that you're going to put on there. And there is something to be said about running like maybe a tighter micron in the summer versus a a, a little bit of a, a looser micron in the winter. You know, just because of the
0: fuel, the viscosity of oh, so the fuel gelling. You're just to trying drilling. to destroy a CP3 pump.
1: I'm not saying that, <laughs> you know, but there is something to be said about that.
0: No, it's an option. You also you could look these uh, the part numbers up for your filter and, and see what they cross reference to a lot of guys that run the cat filter uh that's pretty popular ac delco i believe has a swap in for them so so you have some options in the price range filters really aren't that that pricey for for the premium that they ask for out of the lift (laughs) pump which pretty much all the lift pump guys we've talked about today I would consider them a premium price. We don't recommend any knockoff bullshit. Hear me out right? on this,
1: Paul. You're buying, you own a diesel truck, everything's expensive. There you go. Just get over it. There you go. It's gonna be more expensive than your gas vehicle fuel filter. Yeah.
0: You're you're it not getting twenty dollar oil changes. Nope. Quit bitching about twenty dollar filters. Nope. Um Shit. but and, and <laughs> that's that's like generally kind of how you look at yep. it. All right, man. I think that's everything I would tell somebody who is new to lift pumps. Can you think of anything else we should share with our listeners? I really
1: think, you know, the the lift pump is a very wide topic depending on the vehicle. So if you're in the market, right, for modifications to your truck, the first thing I would do is understand what platform you have. Do you have an earlier Duramax with no lift pump? Well, then you would- Go down the rabbit hole of, okay, what lift pump is best for me? Do I want to add the filtration, water separation, or do I want to do an inline pump? Whatever that case may be. Or maybe you're in a newer model truck, you know, a 2017-plus Duramax. Yeah. I would not recommend a lift pump for those trucks unless this is a competition truck. So for that, I would be looking more so for what kind of filtration upgrades, you know, again, Fleece offers one, WC Fab offers one, you know, what are my benefits there to aid more filtration into the system, right? That's how I would go about doing my research for upgrades to my truck and then backing into what your goals are with the
0: truck and then pairing the appropriate part for that. Listen to that. We accidentally gave good consumer advice today, guys. Who would have thought? Uh, I promise rare. we won't do it next week. Don't worry. <laughs> We're going to have lots of fun coming at you guys for today. This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: I'm not saying that, you know, but there is something to be said about that.